much. That is the theme that we want to express this morning, that we have a Savior, Jesus Christ, and He is the King, right? Let's do that. Let's turn our Bibles to the passage that was read this morning. Thankful for Justin, Renee, their family coming, sharing that with us. That's Isaiah chapter 12. If you turn there, Isaiah chapter 12, you'd like to use the Bibles, page 576, those Bibles that are provided near you there. As you're turning there, I want to say thank you for your generosity all through the holiday season, back to Thanksgiving, even up to this point, uh, around uh, 400 Thanksgiving boxes were delivered to folks in, in our community around us, and uh, thankful about 300 or so of the shoe boxes, I think, that were delivered. Friday night, a great night, uh, as some of our neighbors who have been a part of our Bread of Life food pantry, the Community Care Center came. We had a wonderful night of worship and praise there. Uh, about a, over 130 uh, came for that. Incredible time of uh, celebration. And I know many of you have been giving special gifts to missionaries. We're so grateful uh, and uh, thankful that the spirit of generosity is in your hearts. Um, just one other thing to share. Uh, a little book available. Uh, th- thankful for Lisa Stillwell. Uh, Lisa, where are you? Right here. Right here, Lisa. Okay. Uh, Lisa has written several uh, children's books, and one of them is called The Christmas Angel. And the Lord just put it on her heart to make a few, uh, some copies of that available. If you know a child in need or family need, and they'd like a special book for this Christmas week, uh, she has uh, some of those that are available just to give as a gift. Uh, and she's making those available. So uh, the limited number, but the lease will be out here in the Welcome Center. If you'd like to go by and get one of those to give to uh, a child in need, those are available. Thank you, Lisa, for that. Well, I've asked you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Emmanuel. And you may say, no, that's not where you told us to turn. You told us to turn to Isaiah. And well, yes, Isaiah, but you know that there is a specific part of Isaiah, which is the book of Emmanuel. That's actually what the, the ancient rabbis uh, called what we have in our Bibles as Isaiah chapter 7 through Isaiah chapter 12. They referred to it as the book of Emmanuel because this, this mysterious, wonderful child that's introduced in the seventh chapter is recognized as the one who is also the coming deliverer, the Messiah. And so the rabbis would refer to this section of Isaiah as the book of Emmanuel, about the coming Messiah. And Messiah would bring hope. He would bring God's love. He would bring peace on the earth. He would bring joy. All those are themes that run through these chapters in Isaiah, and they all represent the, the lights that we are lighting here this Advent season to reclaim Christmas. That Christmas is about one great hope. It's about one great love, one incredible peace, and one unspeakable joy in Jesus, right? So this morning, we want to Look at Isaiah 12, which is a song. A lot of Isaiah, the prophecy of Isaiah, is a song. And chapter 12 is a song of joy. 
Now, if you look at that, you will see that it's in the context of deliverance. They are about to be invaded or already being invaded by Assyria. And God is promising that there is a deliverance that he's going to provide. And he's also using the context of how he had provided deliverance for them before in the land of Egypt, chapter 11 of Isaiah, when you have time to study that, you'll see that he's using illustrations of how he had delivered his people out of Egypt. He would deliver them from the Assyrians that were coming. And then God also, as he's making this statement, he's, he's making a prophecy that the nation of Israel will one day have its complete and incredible deliverance through Messiah. Now, what does that mean for us? What it means for us is that if we are followers of Jesus, then we know Messiah, and the deliverance of Israel is our deliverance, right? Our deliverance. And so this song from a Jewish prophet 700 years before the birth of Christ, not just a song for that day, not just a song for the nation of Israel, but it's also a song for all of us who are believers in Jesus. It's a song of joy. And it reclaims Christmas for us. I want us to look at this song this morning. You're going to see... As was just read, there's two stanzas in this song recorded in Isaiah chapter 12. Verses 1 through 3 are one stanza, and then verses 4 through 6 are the second stanza of the the same song of deliverance, a song of joy. Now, what is the joy that's being expressed? Well, it is the joy of salvation. This is a song of joy-filled salvation. I want you to look at verse 1 as this song opens, this song of Messiah, the song of joy. It opens saying, you will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Now there's something very interesting here that does not come out in our English text. And that is that the word you here is in the the singular. It's not you in the plural, it's you in the singular form. It's as if the nation is speaking as one person. You as a nation will say to me, In that day, you as a nation will give thanks. Now, what is uniting the whole nation of Israel so that as one person, one man, they would offer praise to God? Well, what unites them is the salvation of the Lord. That's what unites their hearts. And this salvation that they're receiving is is a salvation of unmerited grace. They don't deserve this salvation, and they know it. As a matter of fact, verse 1 says, you had been angry with us. God, you had been angry with us. 
And they deserved his anger. They knew they deserved his anger. His anger was with a just cause because as a nation, they had been idolatrous. They had been hard-hearted. They had been unbelieving. But God in his grace did not give justice to Israel when he delivered them out of Egypt. He didn't give them justice. He, he gave them mercy. He, they say your anger was turned away. That's not just neutrality. But that is gracious, personal deliverance. God brought deliverance to people who deserved his judgment. Look at verse 12. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. God himself has become my salvation. The word here is the Lord God, or literally Yah, Yahweh. This God that they did not even know as slaves in Egypt came to their rescue, led them out of slavery, brought them through the Red Sea, the sea washed over the armies of Egypt. And on the other side, as the Israelites saw this happen, you know what they started doing? The Bible says Moses came forward as a great song leader and led them in a song. And the exact words are verse 2. <laughs> This is the song of Moses that Isaiah is quoting. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is the song that the host of Israel was singing as they watched the waters washing over the enemies of Israel. They sang this song. But then God, having delivered them, continued to deliver them. God didn't just bring them out of Egypt, bring them through the Red Sea, and then say, now you're on your own. The promised land is sort of that way. That's not what God did. He led them through the desert. And God promised, and he delivered his provision in the desert. What happened? Verse 3, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. You will draw water from the wells of salvation. God did not forsake his people. But even as... Still rebellious and unbelieving as they were, as they made their journey through the desert, God brought them to the water. Water gushing from the rock as they first entered the wilderness. Later on, just before they entered the promised land, water coming from the rock all through their journey, water was being provided for them. Friends, I want you to know something. This song is 
a song looking back, it's historical. It was also a song that they were singing because God did bring a deliverance from the first wave of invaders, the Assyrians, but also God's going to bring yet a deliverance for his people, Israel. The Bible says Israel will be saved. Mark it down. No matter how encircled by those who seek destruction, yet God in his mercy, the Bible tells us, will come in his spirit to his rebellious people and they will believe on Messiah and the Bible says it'll be like a day and the nation will be born. Israel will be saved. And the nation one day, that nation that is yet in unbelief one day will rejoice in Messiah's salvation. Now, my friends, this song that we're singing here is Moses' song, right? Verse two is the song of Moses. Now it's Isaiah's song, it's Israel's song. But what I wanna ask you this morning, isn't this our song too? Isn't this our song? Can't we unite here this morning even as one person, one voice? Can't we unite in saying this if we are followers of Jesus? Verse one, you will say in that day, I will give thanks to the you, O Lord, for you were angry with me. Your anger turned away that you might comfort me. How many of you can say that this morning? That's my song. It's the song of my own heart that God has been gracious to me. Friends, that's the message of Advent. We can sing that Christmas carol, right? Our Christmas carol that we can sing is the song of Moses, verse two. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. That is the Christmas carol of every believer. God is my song. He has become my salvation. We sang this morning the message of the Christmas. Jesus saves, right? Call his name. What did the angel say? Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is our song, I'm telling you. And I want you to know that Jesus himself is our salvation and Jesus himself is our own joy-giving well of water, isn't he? Verse three, yes, with joy, we will draw water from the wells of salvation. Isn't that beautiful? With joy. We draw water from the wells of salvation. We find in Christ the living water. The water that gushed out into the desert for the people of Israel was a water that came from a rock. Out of that cleft and the rock, the water came. Out of the sacrifice of Christ, out of the riven side came blood and water, came salvation for all who believe. Jesus is 
our well of living water. And yes, life is like a desert at times, but he gives us streams in the desert, doesn't he? Now, friends, if this is true, and it is absolutely true, we can't keep such news as this secret, can we? Can we in a desert wasteland keep secret the reality of life-giving water? No, this salvation must be shared. This good news must be declared. What was it the angel said? Behold, I give you great tidings, good tidings of great joy, which shall be to what? All people. We are to pick up the message of the angels. We are to reverberate that first gospel and we're to share it with the nations. And that's the second stanza of this song. You see the second stanza begins in verse four. It's a joy-filled proclamation then because we have this salvation that has filled us with joy. It leads to a joy-filled proclamation. Look at verse four. He says this, and you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted, sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth, shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. It's a proclamation sent to the whole earth. Verse four, make this known among the peoples. Verse five, let this be known in all the earth. You see, friends, the nation of Israel had a mission. The nation of Israel had a mission to share the glory of God with all the peoples. God desired that Israel would proclaim the glory, the majesty of the Savior God, the Holy One, that he might be known among the peoples, that the peoples of the earth might rejoice in him. Psalm 66, let the nations be glad. Let the nations be glad that they may rejoice in his salvation. Friends, listen. God's mission is a mission of joy. God's mission is a mission of joy. The mission of our God is not a mission of subjugation. The mission of the living God is not a mission of tyranny. The mission of our God, who is the only God, is a mission of joy for the nations. That they may rejoice in knowing him. That's the mission. Joy to the world. Joy to the world was the message of the angel. Not just the joy to Israel or joy to just a few, but joy to the nations. 
The angels were the messengers of that joy. You know what the word angel means? It means messenger. Are we not angels? You may look around and say, maybe fallen angels. (laughs) No, but we are angels because we are his messengers. We are his messengers. Don't we have great tidings of great joy? We have things to say even the angels cannot say. Because the angels have never known the dominion and the damnation of sin and been delivered by the precious blood of the Son of God. No angel has ever known that. But we have known it. We have known it. We have a song that is needed in this world and the song is the song of salvation so that the nations may rejoice. Thank God we can make this joy-filled proclamation. Verse six, shout, sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. We are his people. And the Holy One is in our midst. Amen. He is in our midst. He is with us. We're full of joy because the Savior, the Holy One, is in our midst. But you know what? As great as our joy is now, we are looking forward to even greater joy, right? (laughs) We're looking forward to even greater joy, not just the joy that he is present with us, but the joy that is coming when we will be in his presence. Even greater joy. And notice that's what this song offers. This song is a song of salvation. It's a song of proclamation. But it's also a song. The song of joy is a joy-filled anticipation. Anticipation. Now I want you to notice something very interesting here. I had never seen it before. And I would not have seen it unless some Hebrew scholar wrote something. And showed it to me because I am no Hebrew scholar. (laughs) But it's beautiful. It does not come across in English. It's very interesting. It's very touching in verse 6. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Notice that expression, inhabitant of Zion. That is in the feminine. That's in the feminine, not the masculine. The song started, verse 1, when it said, you will say in that day, that's masculine, like one man, the nation, will say, the Lord is our salvation. But here as it ends, it says, Shout for joy, O inhabitant of Zion. And it's, it's in the feminine form. It's the image here of a woman, Israel. The woman here is, a, is personification of Israel rejoicing in the presence of the Holy One, her Lord. Shout for joy, 
You, daughter of Zion, for the Holy One is in your presence, in your midst. And why is that so touching and beautiful? Because in the New Testament, the followers of Jesus collectively is referred to as the church. And what is the church called? The church is called the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. He is in our presence as his bride. His spirit is in our presence and we rejoice in our beloved one who is present with us. And part of our joy is the assurance that one day we will not just have his presence with us, but we will be in his presence as his bride. First Peter, Peter said this in chapter one, verse eight, though you have not seen him, you love him. We've never seen him, but we love him. And though you do not now see him, yet you believe in him and rejoice with a joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the salvation of your souls. That is the outcome of your faith. We possess as followers of Jesus, a now and not yet joy. We have joy now. Yes, sorrows, pain, disappointments. We have sorrow, yet we have joy, inexpressible joy right now. But brothers and sisters, you haven't felt anything yet. <laughs> Because this present joy that is inexpressible will one day become for us a joy that is unimaginable. When we are in the presence of Christ, joy will flood our hearts and our being and wash away every particle of sadness and pain. Several years ago, I heard a song for the first time. It was sung from this platform, from that piano right there. It was sung at a funeral. And it was sung by a young man who went to the piano and he sang a song in honor of his grandfather whose body was right here. Wonderful man of God. And his grandson sang this song. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. 
I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine, I can only imagine, surrounded by your glory. What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine when that day comes, when I find myself standing in the sun. I can only imagine when all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine, I can only imagine, surrounded by your glory. What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. We can only imagine. But thank God one day we won't have to imagine anymore. We will experience this joy. Jesus has given himself for us and himself to us. He is our exceeding joy. The joy inexpressible and full of glory is not the joy that we get to go to heaven. It's not the joy, really, of our sins being forgiven. The joy inexpressible and full of glory is Jesus himself. He is our joy. And the joy you will know in heaven, my beloved brother or sister, is not the streets of gold. It's not the gates of pearl. It's not the crystal sea. It is the king of glory who will be your joy. And the Lord closes the Bible with that invitation to joy. It's the joy he talks about in verse 3. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. That joy. It's the joy that God offers in Isaiah chapter 55. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. He who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money, without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? Why do you labor for that which does not satisfy? Empty cisterns. Why do we spend and why are we spent digging out in the dirt of this life? Holes that can hold nothing when the living water is offered to us now and forever. That floods our hearts. Jesus invites us to that water. He came to the woman at the well who had religion but no joy. 
She'd had relationships, but no joy. And Jesus said to her, if you knew who I was, you would ask of me water and I would give it to you. You'd never thirst again. He said to her, everyone who drinks this water is going to thirst, but the water I give is the water of life freely. You'll never thirst again. Jesus stood at the temple while they were pouring out the water in a ceremony reminding the nation of God's provision of water in the desert. And while they were pouring out the water in the temple, Jesus stepped forth and he said, listen, come, come to me. All you are thirsty, come to me. I will give you water that will be gushing up for you in your hearts. The water of life freely, I give it to you. Jesus offers this water. And Jesus is offering that water to this very moment to all who are thirsty. To all who have tried to find satisfaction in the putrid, polluted water of this world. He offers his water The Bible ends with this offer of joy. Joy. Revelation 22, verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright and the morning star. It's interesting, Isaiah 11, right before our song, calls the Messiah the root of David. The one from whom David came to his kingship and the one who would come from David's line to be king. I am the root, the descendant of David, the bright and the morning star. And listen to the offer. The spirit and the bride say, come. The Holy Spirit is speaking the invitation of Jesus. Come, come to me, come. The bride, who's that? That's the inhabitants of Zion. The bride of Christ who rejoices in the presence of Christ. We are saying, come. And let anyone who is thirsty come. And let the one who desires take the water of life freely. All people are invited. The only requirement for someone to come to the water of life is to be thirsty. That's the only requirement. To be thirsty. The only response is to come out of a desert life, out of of emptiness, out of temporary parting joys. 
Come, come, come to Christ. Come to the living water. Jesus is the only resource. Friends, coming to church can't quench your thirst. Only Christ can quench your thirst. Only Christ. Come to Christ. Come to Jesus. We, the church, invite you. We who have tasted the water, we implore you. But we can't give you the water. But we can tell you who is the water of life. Come to him. Come. The only resource is Jesus. He's the only one who satisfies. And what will be the result? Joy. Joy. The joy of knowing the satisfaction in your heart of a Savior who has delivered you. He was angry. God was angry. But in his mercy and grace, he came. This is the message of Jesus. This is the message of Christmas. This holy, righteous God who despises and hates sin, our sin, he came and delivered us from our own bondage by dying, paying our penalty, rising to life, to give life to all who will come. And all who come in him find the joy of salvation. He is our joy. He is our joy. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Let's bow our heads. As our heads are bowed. Dear friend, are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Thirsty for meaning, thirsty for purpose, thirsty for peace, thirsty to know that you have hope in this life, you have assurance for the life to come. Are you thirsty? to be free? Are you thirsty for satisfaction? You've tried a lot of wells and they've left you dry because they are dry. But Jesus, the well of salvation, Jesus, the living water says, come, come to me. Come and drink. The Spirit says come. Some, there's some, something speaking to you right now. Something calling you. You're, you're feeling drawn. That's not a something. That's someone. The Spirit. Come. 
People are praying for you right now. People around you are praying. They may not even know who they're praying for, but they're praying. It's the bride, the bride of Jesus, the the believers who are saying, come, come. This morning, would you come? Would you come? I wonder if our heads, our heads are bowed. Our heads are bowed. And you would just say, pray for me. Pray for me. Truly, I desire to come and know this water of life. Our heads are bowed. No one so embarrass you. But I just feel led to pray for some this morning who say, yes, yes. I will come. I have in my heart a desire to come, to come to Jesus. Our heads are bowed. I wonder if you just slip up your hand just for a moment. Just let me pray for you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. No one will embarrass you. I just want to pray. Just feel led to do this this morning. Yes. Lord, we as your people enter into your great invitation for people to come even as you you drew us you drew us that we might draw from you living water we pray draw draw people to Jesus thank you for these whose hearts are stirring I pray for them now that they may come to Jesus with their heart that they cry out to him all who call upon him call upon him in faith shall be saved all who repent turn calling out to Christ shall be saved whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved Lord I pray for these may they call now might this very moment they be calling and Lord we give you thanks that we sing joy to the world The Lord is come. Thank you that we've received our king. And thank you this world one day will receive her true king. We thank you, Lord Jesus. God's people said, amen.